Alert by Servitor Primus of the Editorium. Due to reallocation of Servitor units to priority tasks, and the Librarian's edict to favour accurate experiential data over the preservation of sensibilities, the Primus issues the following warning. Suboptimal mixing may be present. Extended pauses may be present. Explicit language and profanity may be present. Listeners are advised to apply or seek adult judgment before continuing. Only in death, the secret mission logs of Kill Team Atromatos. Episode 4, Fragmentation Grenade Showers. Loyal citizens of the Imperium of Man, heed ye the proclamation of the Administratum as we announce the following factual revision. While any claims made during this episode that the Death Watch role-playing game is out of print were correct at the time of recording, all faithful servants of the Emperor may rejoice that Death Watch has since been returned to availability through the auspices of Ulysses Spieler and his at the time of this pronouncement, now available via drive through RPG. Welcome once again, loyal and dutiful citizens of the Imperium, to session two of our as yet unnamed Death Watch actual play podcast, though if the last session is an indication, it's probably going to wind up with a name like Space Marines Don't Do Paperwork or Gothic Siri. We'll see if we can try and find something maybe shorter and a bit more catchier than um, Space Marines Don't Do Paperwork anyway. So this is an actual play podcast of the Death Watch role-playing game, which is or was the official RPG of playing Space Marines in the dark future universe of Games Workshop's Warhammer 40,000. Sadly, the game is out of print now, but that's not stopping me and some friends getting together and entertaining you with some Space marine action. Speaking of my friends, and actually I better introduce myself, my name is Rob Farker, and I am the Game Master for these sessions. So, folks, let's go quickly around our virtual international digital table, and can you introduce yourselves and the characters you're playing? Good morning. My name is Sim. I'm currently sitting in my lounge room in London. Um, I play Avalon in this grand adventure. She is a tech marine from the Storm Warden chapter. Hi there. I'm Ian uh, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I am playing Gideon, the Devastator from the Dark Angels chapter. Hi, I'm Reb. I'm also in London, and I'm absolutely waving to no one who can see me. I play Gladius Aurelius, the Ultramarine Apothecary. We do have a fourth member of our Death Watch Kill team here, Scott, who plays Brother Matthias Vainglory 
an assault marine of the Blood Angels chapter. Unfortunately, he had to go out, and I'm sorry, I couldn't help but laughing there. I just saw Gladius's latest comments in the Mission Comms thread on our Discord server that we're playing on. Uh, two booms and a thoom, and Edward Cullen's chainsaw party time. God. Um, they did kind of sound like pretty good names, actually. So uh, he had to go out. He did promise us he would be back. Uh, we have just completed session one, and we're recording session two now, uh, during which we'll be pressing on with the combat that we kind of ended on midway through last episode. And Rebel is still typing stuff. But anyway, uh, for those of you who have just joined us and are unfamiliar what is going on, uh, the three, four characters who my players just announced are uh, four space marines part of a kill team a squad of space marine ultra special operatives within the super secret chapter known as the death watch who are dedicated to defending the imperium of humanity from alien threats both without and within so where we left off they had just been dropped onto the planet of avalos situated in a section of space called the Jericho Reach after having been summoned by an inquisitor who had discovered signs of a gene stealer infestation on the planet. Gene stealers being a particularly stealthy, pernicious and vicious alien species that is good at subverting um, human populations from within. Anyway, uh, we after being dropped on the planet, they left their drop pod and discovered a combat in progress between a comparative handful of planetary defense force troopers and a seething horde of what appear to be rebels. The kill team have already made some uh, success in this combat, having driven away two hordes of uh, enemy and another one as the combat recommences uh, is now attempting to charge friendly lines. So uh, we were at the top of the round uh, when we left off, which would be uh, Brother Matthias's turn. And actually very quickly, if I can interrupt uh, before Brother Matthias goes ahead, another thing that happens behind the enemy line, so basically to set the scene, it is night on Avalos. The players have dropped into a chapel and on exiting it have found a battleground, which is actually the chapel's graveyard between it and the rest of the city of Avalos. And uh, Brother Matthias particularly can hear this as his, he is currently within scant metres of the enemy lines, having charged them with his jump pack. He can now hear signs of argument and desperation coming from uh, the enemy line. It sounds like they're starting to fall. And then there is one voice peels out from within the enemy line uh, over the cries of we've got to get it, we've got to get it, we've got to run, the space marines are here and this one voice says space marines, ha 
We've stood against their false emperor. We've lit this city on fire. Their emperor means nothing. There is only one, one who stands with us, who gives us strength. The Lord of Blood and Darkness. Let me show you what its strength is. And the lines part and especially Brother Matthias... If you blink for a second, you would think that a space marine had just stepped out onto the battlefield. He's not armoured, aside from what looks like rough-hewn defence force armour. He doesn't carry a bolt weapon, but this being is huge, rippling with muscle. And uh, until you realise that he doesn't have any of the plugs that you would expect to see, and his proportions are a little bit more closer to human norm, that you realise that this isn't a space marine, whether uh, one of your own chapters or a, shudder to mention, a traitor space marine, but a rather just a large specimen of a regular human being, and he steps out through... Uh, the enemy lines and onto the battlefield and basically spreads his arms wide and roars and says, uh, and says, come to me and show your bravery, you pathetic sacks of scum. And Please tell note, me he's in charging distance. Because <laughs> I got, I got, oh. I got a rather large sword that I want to introduce to his face. <laughs> um, let's see. I just want to make a very quick initiative roll for this guy, so... Are you back, Scott? I can see you in the chat. Yeah, points to Rebel for making me feel like a superstar every time I reconnect to this channel. <laughs> so, folks, um, uh, in case you realise, this is Scott, who has just rejoined us, who plays Brother Matthias. The and just uh, missed all of that exposition. Probably. <laughs> It's a shame. You would have loved it, Scott. Exactly. Um, it's right it's up right, can, right up your alley. <laughs> How did I do post, it? Right. Well, you haven't done anything yet. You just introduced the big bad guy for you. I'll, I'll hear it in post-production, but uh, I'm excited. <laughs> He's a big dude. Punch him in the face with your sword. That's the plan. Funnily enough, he has he reached the lines pretty much right near you, so I wish I had an icon for this guy, but I don't. So um, I'll just drop in. Oh, there's one actually there already. I can't make it any bigger, but uh, yeah, all right. So he's within walking distance of you, Brother Matthias. So this big guy, uh, to quickly sum up what you've heard, it looks like he's trying to rally... Uh, the rebels by kind of giving them a bit of a focus and he's you know denounced the emperor as false and has said that uh, uh, the only one who stands with the rebellion and who gives them true strength is the lord and lord of blood and darkness and he stepped out and said you know come and prove your worth you sacks of scum and as it's the top of the order funnily enough matthias what are you going to do about this guy do it, do it, do it, do it. I am going to try to jam him right in the face with my sword. Okay. Now, uh, you were a bit of a distance away from him, uh, but not too far, so I assume you're pretty much <laughs> going to charge this pack. guy. 
Yeah. I'm going to jump jet and charge him for fun. Why not? You could, uh, hell, you could pretty much, if you want to give this guy a sack of, um, a, a sack of his own, you know, confidence right back at him, you wouldn't even have to jump. You could basically just look over it, look over to him and saunter up to the guy and just swing it in with your chainsword, you know? I mean, that works yeah, but too. Then That's he cocky, wouldn't be getting but... his 20 point bonus, right? Well, uh, a charge yeah, is a charge. Yeah. However, just fly upwards and then land down. Yeah. Squash these face into it's, the pavement. Uh, hell, it's almost the sort of thing where you could just ignite your jets, get a bit of altitude, hover over, you know, hover over to him. As if, you know, you're just like being this slow-moving visual icon of the Emperor's strength and then hit the ground in front of him and... That's what I think I want to do. That's that's epic. That's epic. Get everyone to have a good long look at you and then... (laughs) Have a nice deep laugh on my way over, land in front of him and swing. Okay, in that case, so uh, you are making a good slow charge. Give me an attack roll, and uh, you're rolling to get equal to or under. Oh, dear. <laughs> and don't so forget that Tiny has to make a fear check, too. He does. All right, so unfortunately, uh, now, keep in mind, I will get, remind you of this, you do have fate points which you can use to re-roll. So I think you might want to use one right now. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Okay. So if you're keeping track of your fate points, just basically mark down that you use one of them and give me another roll. That's more like it. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so with your mighty chainsword, can you give me a damage roll, please? Now, from memory, I think the last time we looked it up, it's 2d10 plus, what did we say? Uh, no, that was mine. That's right. The start is 1d10 plus something plus horrendous three. thanks to your strength bonus and your... It's it's plus three and then whatever his strength is on top of that. Uh, I think it's I think his strength with the power is plus ten. Mm, nice. And it's it's tearing, so he rolls two dice and takes the better. I think is that right? Uh, a chainsword. Yeah, if it's a a Stati's chainsword, I should say. Yeah, balanced and tearing. So. Um... Okay. Well, choose <laughs> <laughs> a five, dude. Okay, um, so that's going to be five. Just roll two fives for the listening public at home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be a five um, plus three from your chainsword, which is eight. Uh, plus, I think your now your strength bonus is ten. I'm pretty sure. So that would be eighteen points of damage in total. And, and a fear check. Indeed. Now, this guy is wearing some armor, but as you know, it has a penetration of three, so that's minus one to the damage with 17. Uh, toughness uh, takes it down to 13 points of damage, which, uh, believe it or not... Um, I do he hit him is, in the head, don't I? Uh, with a si- actually, a six inverts to a 60... So what's that on the damage table? I think that's a body. body. Yeah. Body. You need to roll tens to hit him in the head, dude. 
So you land in front of the land in front of this beefy specimen of a human being laughing and basically just go straight over your shoulder, rev your chainsword and slash down and in a gears of war almost gears of war worthy thing, he basically tries to he is going to make a weapon skill because as you swing down, uh you see he swings a weapon of its own which also happens to be a chainsword up. It's definitely not a status grade, but still, it might be enough. And let me double check this to be absolutely sure of what I am doing here. I believe the word is medic. <laughs> <laughs> or is it mummy? Right in the load-bearing okay. support. <laughs> okay. It's handy when they tell you to check one particular page but doesn't take you to the right one. Challenging weapons of God. Yet he swings his chainsword up and there is a, a snarling, grinding noise like you've not often heard before as even with your power armor-assisted muscles behind the swing, he managed to get his chainsword up and direct the blow away from him. Gruesome. So, now, actually, as you have charged in on him, I am going to make a fear test. Even though he was able to get his um, uh, chainsaw up and away, it was more of a... Basically, his bravado and his anger all of a sudden melts away from him. Uh, yes, he is left much like that uh, orc Meganob in uh, your training session together uh, but a few days ago. This is why we train. Indeed it is. Okay, so he must immediately roll on the shock table, adding plus 10 for each result for each degree of failure, so that he has to add plus 3, or plus 30, I should say. 23, which is a 53. Reeling with shock, the character backs away from the thing that confronts him. The character cannot willingly approach the object of his fear, but may otherwise act normally with a negative 10 penalty on all tests until the end of the encounter. So, yes, this guy has gone from pure arrogance to potentially fatigue-soiling fear. Um, sadly, so he's no, frightened of me. He is, yes. I'd say I accomplished what I set out to do. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> Brother Matthias winning battles via the medium of brown trousers. <laughs> that brings us to Brother Gideon. It is your turn, and you still have a jammed heavy bolter. Uh, what are you yeah. doing? Uh, I don't suppose anybody has the talent uh, technical knock, do they? Looking at Brother Avalon. He's quickly looking up that sort of stuff on her sheet. <laughs> yes, for those listening along at home, technical knock is kind of like the um, the equivalent of the Doctor Who RPG talent of bench thumping, um, or as I like to call it, percussive maintenance. Mm. Kinetic correction. Yes. I think uh, Avalon went with the other option, which was the cover building up one. Right. I think it's a yes. uh, speciality. I did. I think technical knock is, is, is it a, um, 
a tech marine basic ability or is it actually a talent? I think it's a talent. I think you have to buy it. Yeah, no, I've just got the basic talents. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah. What's that? That sounds like it is a bi- It is a viable skill, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, I guess I got to spend my turn. It's a ballistics test. To unjam, yes, it is. And it's a full round action. So if you want to try and clear it, you can't do anything else. Well, uh, the goal is a 62, and I got a 52, so that's a successfully unjammed, at least. Fantastic. And then it needs to be reloaded. Pretty much. Uh, although, then again, yeah, right. you've pretty much got a belt-fed cannon anyway. But um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think I lose any ammo. No. But it does still have to be reloaded, yeah. I assume. So basically, which I think is another full round action for the heavy bolter. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So in an effort to clear the jam, you have had to uncouple the feed from your backpack ammo hopper, uh, then work the slide, uh, not frantically, because space marines never do anything frantically, but um, with um, expeditious patience, shall we say. Uh, And you manage to work the uh, uh, wedged bolt round out of the action. It's basically useless now, so you cast it aside Yes, next round you will have to see about reloading. Avalon, what are you doing? Well, why don't I reload Gideon's gun? Like, he's got the gun, I grab the feed and shove it into his backpack and hit rando buttons in a cinematic way until his gun's working. Okay. All right, no worries. So we'll say you're basically taking the full round action on his behalf. Yeah, um, says the person with a ballistic skill of 38. Let's mm. let's give the guy with a 50 bonus yeah. the, 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 the shooty thing okay. back again. All right. I mean, so, it, it makes sense, right? Because a heavy weapons team, one person is there for reloading. Yeah. So, yeah. As you disconnect the, um, the feed belt, uh, as you move it away, you're about to basically just let it go. But instead you notice Avalon's waiting hand there and you hand it off to her. And as you basically... As soon as you're able to clear the breach and rework the action of your gun, make sure that the firing pin is operating normally. She steps in, uh, reconnects the belt to the gun, and uh, uh, works the action for you and chambers a uh, chambers another round. Teamwork, indeed. Gladius, now are we missing a squad of bad guys? Uh, yes, there is another squad of bad guys approaching uh, approaching down the left hand edge of your immediate combat zone. Are, are they not on? Are they not on the initiative yet? Uh, they are. Yes, they are last. Uh, oh, okay. initi- Actually, hang on one second. Uh, where are we? Are they not Let's on the same initiative off. as everyone else? Actually, um, that said, before you, rippling mob. Uh, two-legged lump of muscle who just stepped out and challenged brother Matthias gets his turn and while he can't get any closer there is this sort of which you're probably used to by now uh, this look of uh, there's this mad gleam of terror lurking behind his eyes he sort of casts a glance back over his shoulder uh, at his waiting traitorous cohorts um, swallows 
and then uh, takes a swing with his own chainsword. At Matthias? Yes. I thought he wasn't capable of attacking him. He can't approach Matthias, but as is Matthias oh. is already in melee range, um, he can otherwise act normally with everything at a negative 10. And even if he... Uh, didn't have a negative 10 to his weapon skill. Uh, basically, the half-hearted swing that he makes at you, he almost, instead of stepping forward, st- takes a step backward and leans backward as he swings his chainsword, which means it, the arc of it pretty much skims by your chest plate. So now, in that case, Brother Gladius, it is now your turn. Uh, so I would like to move my... Walk speed, five, towards uh, Matthias. Okay. That's half action. And then I'm going to take a pot shot at the approaching mob. No problem. All right. So are they you... within 30 feet yet? Uh, 30 meters yet? Uh, they are not, unfortunately. Uh, they are... Let me see. Let's assume that you actually... Hang on a second. Oh. <laughs> I just rolled a one. Nice. That is well within my my ballistic skill of fifty. Yeah. So I think um, that's uh, is that right? Just or no, that's when you roll for damage. That's right. Never mind. Yeah. If you I don't, get I don't think you can get righteous dice. fury on a mob, can you? If you Not don't so roll much, damage, no. you and can't again, get. there's no real point as uh, with mobs. It's like as long yeah. as you have enough to bypass their armor and toughness, you do one successful point off their magnitude. So even if you roll righteously on your damage dice, it makes not a lick of difference. Uh, It's basically for named characters, or at least, you know, um, uh, elite-grade characters who have their own hit points, that's when Righteous Fury comes in. So uh, at the moment, Brother Matthias or anyone else who tries to engage uh, the big guy who is in front of him right at the moment, that's when you can start looking at Righteous Fury. Yeah. The All real right. shame is that, that that would have been a headshot if it had been on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, you do another point. Well, you do a point of damage to this new team that has appeared on the scene. So plus two. That's right. So you do three points of damage. Um, so you snap off a shot, and hell, let's say for argument's sake, you do actually manage to purely offhand headshot one of these advancing mobs of true uh yeah mob of rebels and uh the gore sprays all over a couple of his compatriots who uh look very surprised and scared so um Yes, that is definitely, even if it may have only done damage to one of them, although you could argue that the bone fragments probably did a bit more damage as well, it's definitely dealt a blow to their confidence, so... Well, and the shrapnel from the bullets. True. They are explosive bullets. They are. Okay, I think it's them now, or... Okay. Um, Yes, it is. So, in their case, they are going to, once again make a straight-up charge. Oh, uh, they're basically sprinting for the PDF lines, and 
one thing you guys notice who are fairly close, so uh, Gideon, Avalon, and Gladius, it looks like they're packing charges. Mm, that's not good. Debt charges we, are not good in any way, shape, or form. We still have our four set cover save, though, yeah? Four bonus cover save? That you do. On the plus side, if we kill them before they go boom, that's more explosives for Avalon. Am I allowed to loot them for booms? It's not against the Codex Astartes. I I also propose that Looted Booms be the title of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the round, Matthias. Now, one thing you do get a sense of, considering this guy has just stepped out and challenged uh, your honour as Space Marines, you need, or you don't need, but if you can put this guy down now, it will pretty much score a very telling blow on the morale of uh, the rebels who are watching on. That's the plan. I want to do a full-on attack of this character. Okay. All right. Come then. on, dude. We believe in you. Just one hundred percent. We believe in you. Wet him up. All right. So your weapon skill plus twenty from the all-out attack. Seventy-five is what I'm rolling against. Okay. So yeah, that's a degree of success. Unfortunately. This guy is actually pretty good with his parries. He manages to direct your blow away once again. It's nice to see a worthy adversary. I've yet to come across one in this game so far. (laughs) I don't like this guy. Don't get any ideas about lobbing grenades out in Avalon. (laughs) <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's like you know me. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Is Matthias shouting he's mine or something like that? Probably. Uh, Gideon, your turn once again. Uh, well, I don't like the look of this uh, explosive horde headed our way. I think we're going to lay him out. Okay. So, level your heavy bolter and give me an attack roll. And you actually have plus 30, which you probably need right at the moment. Goal is 126. In the, or 122, sorry. 118. Okay, so you succeed with a degree of sex, success of 3. Plus 1 because you're using your wonderful explosive bullets is 4. Um, it's uh, okay, actually well, it's 5 it, because you get the one a, basic hit no matter what. Yeah, it's a hit plus the 3 degrees of success. Plus one for explosive. Explosive, yes. Okay. So as your bullets carve into them, although they've been making a cautious advance so far, uh, so they've not been moving as fast as I previously estimated, just because the charges have been wearing them down. But um, while they have been lucky in the last couple of turns, thanks to Brother Gideon's heavy bolter being temporarily out of commission, They've been getting up a little bit of confidence, and all of a sudden, uh, in the distance near the chapel, there is that terrifying familiar flash, and tracer fire streaks out at them. And even though they have not, they've only sustained, uh, perhaps it's the fact that um, witnessing one of their compatriots' heads explode 
a scant few seconds ago, they immediately, once the dreaded heavy bolter, uh, they realize it's back in operation, uh, they immediately lose their nerve for this fight and they turn and flee. They are broken. No, come back, my boobs, come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't well, I can't believe that that's what you've taken from this in that case Avalon what now that the enemy is frantically fleeing what are you going to do I guess so I have two thoughts my first thought is help Matthias but my second thought is not quite chase the booms my second thought is do you reckon I can lob one of my grenades into those guys that are carrying charges and make a massive boom. I you like know that. what? <laughs> uh, in the words of the great Matthew Mercer, you can certainly try. Okay. Yes. It's yes. If you can get a success and we'll say you're aiming for two degrees of success, then yeah, you set the charges off. Okay. So, big butter boom. I love how my side of the battle isn't even a thing. They're not like, oh, that guy's really good against Matthias. They're like, let's bomb the guys running away. <laughs> yeah, the last time I threw a grenade at you, you yelled at me. <laughs> In our defense, explosions are hilarious. Well, oh! now, well, oh! now, for those of you listening, for those of you listening at home, when you roll, and for the audience here, thank you again, Birdie and Mike. I did forget to mention that we have two mates along on our Discord channel being our audience members. So, uh, whenever a Space Marine attempts to do anything, they roll a 1d100. So, effectively, it generates an even probability result between one and 100. And when a Space Marine is trying to see whether they succeed, they are trying to get equal to or lower than their characteristic or skills. So rolling low is good. So an 8 out of 100 is actually fantastic. Yes, just, just for argument's sake, what is your ballistic skill, uh, Brother Avalon? It's 38, which is really crap. But well, really doesn't matter right now. Hey. Exactly. That's that's precisely three degrees of success. So it's almost the like, one time the dice don't hate you. Yeah. I know, right? Because I love the booms. So funnily the enough, funnily enough, I have to say it is interesting that Sim, you have described Brother Avalon as a Scottish gender flipped Tony Stark, because I would like you all folks to mind that wonderful scene in Iron Man when Tony Stark takes his newly minted Mark III Iron Man suit out to the Middle East to Yinsen's hometown. Uh, just after he gets knocked out of the sky by the tank, he crawls out of the crater and... Uh, in similar fashion to the next camera shot, Brother Avalon pulls back in fantastic baseball pitcher style, lobs a grenade at the fleeing mob of rebels, and we basically see this black powered armor figure turn around and walk away. And in the background, you see boom, bang! Yep, Jamie wants a big boom. 
I think we're going to have to um, rechristen your throwing arm, Brother Avalon, tank missile. <laughs> All right. Oh, 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 yep. Okay, I'll take that. This is the kind of thing that stops battle and everyone just kind of stops and stares for a moment and melts the gate. <laughs> okay. Oh, if only we weren't running squad mode, because now would be the perfect time to drop a lightning strike so that Brother Mattias could have another go at this guy's face. All, right, All I can you... imagine is off in the distance, someone just looked around and went, was that an orbital strike? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do we actually have our orbital artillery support now? <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, no, it's the enemy. It's, oh, my God, they've got a frigate in orbit. They've got a frigate in orbit. Well, they did have a frigate in orbit until about 15 minutes ago, but let's just say they still have. Please anyway. tell me that this has had some sort of positive effect of the morale on our planetary defence force. Um, Boy is sitting here. Yeah, know what I would say, considering that we've basically had about, what, um, three and a half hours of combat, with apologies to Brother Matthias, I think we're at the point where um, it's, well, actually, it's the big guy's turn, and now, having basically just seen his entire force get demoralised, he basically decides, and especially as he's still under the, the effect of fear of you, decides the discretion is the better part of Valor and attempts to leg it. So he's not going to try and take a full round action to disengage. He basically just turns and attempts to run, which means, uh, Brother Matthias, you get to get a reaction on him. And because he's running, he's not going to try and parry. Do it. So I'm going to ignite the jets, chase him down, and try to cut him down. Oh, so, basically what you're doing is you're mounted cavalry and you've kind of, you know, you're getting that ground level momentum up with your jump jets and you're using your chainsword as a lance. You're going to try and run this guy through. That's the gist of it, yeah. Give me I'll a test, please. 1D100. Roll a one. Roll a one. Roll a one. That's not a one. Unfortunately, is it is not. Um... But l let's say for hilarity purposes, while you don't actually manage to catch the guy with your chainsword, the fact that you've kind of dropped the shoulder, ignited your jump jets, and barreled into the back of him, it's resulted in a Newton's Cradle-esque transfer of momentum. Uh, you pretty much stop, and this guy goes hurtling over the rebel line, and you basically hear a thud as he strikes ground and goes tumbling away. While it is not a kill, by this stage, yes, it, it's definitely a vanquishing. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, congratulations, Kill Team. You have just won the day, or at least the first hour or so of the evening. Like, so, like I cheer, but was that not a given? <laughs> Pretty much. You you would cheer, but the sound of explosions is drowning it out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, what, 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 what? <laughs> it's just the entire allied line is on the floor holding their ears. <laughs> if I'm the sorry. Space Marines have a football team, I'm trying out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my awesome explodiness. Good work, Tim. We did well. 
as word spreads up and down the rebel line that the space marines, the mighty Adeptus Astartes, have arrived on Avalos, you see the fighting in your local area anyway die down somewhat and the rebels slowly make their retreat back through the buildings of the nearby, for want of a better word, uh, urban section of the city of Lord's Home. And uh, I assume pretty much you're all gathering back uh, at the PDF line. Uh, I wasn't going to move. I yeah. have like a plus four cover here, right? <laughs> I think I you're all right. Pretty much you can, you know, stand where you are. Just me and Matthias will walk back like side by side looking like badasses. <laughs> yeah, pretty much where you on the battlefield, uh, you stand there and wait for Brother Matthias to saunter his way back across the battlefield. It, um, it's only 50 metres, so it uh, just takes him about, a, uh, assuming he's not getting any assistance from his jump pack to reach you, and then you sort of both turn around and uh, walk the remaining 10 or so metres back to the chapel. Yeah. Pretty much. Gonna slap my pistols back on my legs, walk over to the PDF and just sort of like nod at them as if I'm proud of them, but not actually say it. Because mm. ultimately they didn't run. No. They held the no. line. And I ignore the PDF completely, walk over to Brother Avalon and drop shards of shrapnel from his grenade into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna grin. Right back at him. <laughs> Which is hilarious because you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> yep. Or you can t- or you can take it off. You know, I mean, it's only a in combat time. It's a half action anyway. So if you if you feel in the mood, you can just sort of uh, remove I, it as I, it I, steps up. No, I'm not going to be breathing the same air as these filthy humans. I, I'll keep my helmet on. Thank you. Thank you. You should have a little sign that you can just hold up with a smile or a frown on it so that people know whether you're smiling or frowning. Or that a sticker that goes on the assumption. front of your helmet. No, when I make gothic Siri, I'll, I'll have an, um, uh, like an emoji indicator. <laughs> a holographic emoji. Have you guys watched the second episode of the latest season of Doctor Who? I have. None. Yeah, like a little happy bot. Yes. <laughs> Or a Death Killy servitory bot. Yeah. So you're going full on for the full on uh, servitor or just the servo skull eventually? Oh, well, you, you're going to tell me how many points I need to spend to make a Gothic Siri, and Gothic Siri is going to have all sorts of handy abilities. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, you gather uh, before the entrance of the chapel to the Emperor, and you're sort of slowly surrounded as the uh, PDF troopers find their feet. Uh, Some of them are still shaking in from those of you who have had limited experience with uh, normal human beings would suppose is what they call adrenal fatigue uh, and perhaps um, uh, post-traumatic stress as they just sort of sit and uh, try and relax now that the uh, the conflict is over for now and sort of some stand and, and kind of get up and maybe take a, a couple of steps in your general direction and then just halt with uh, eyes wide because it is 
pretty much a guarantee that none of them has ever seen an actual space marine before they have doubtless heard stories they would have seen pictures maybe even the odd picked vid showing perhaps space marines in action or massed and maybe what passes for parade for space marines in um, propaganda videos uh, put out by the ministorum yes this is the first time they have ever been in the presence of one of the Emperor's Angels of Death, let alone four of them. Uh, nice okay, introduction. this becomes a hug fest, let's find this woman in charge. As you look around, the captain whom you spotted earlier on steps over to you. This one is male, and you can see on uh, the armour over, uh, this one's fatigues, uh, the name Ascote, A-S-C-O-T-E. This one looks quite a little bit like, uh, if you care to imagine, say, um, Andy Serkis, who, when he's not um, covered in motion capture dots, can actually do a pretty good thing of looking... uh, weathered and worn uh a closest thing would be if you guys have all seen avengers of age age of ultron the um arms dealer character that he played who uh, cut the deal with ultron for the supply of um vibranium yeah, uh, he, sort of, he steps over and he says my lords thank you we've uh, we've been holding this line for what what seems like an eternity uh my troops and I, we've, uh, we've been through a lot, and uh, I understand that uh, you're here uh, waiting, uh, waiting on an update from uh, uh, an Inquisitor. Inquisitor Calistrade. He sort of nod- nods and then sort of turns and says, uh, if you will accompany me this way, my lords, and steps into the chapel and uh, gives a quick order to, uh, an in- uh, to a subordinate and says, Garrett, Muster the troops, assess our situation, get them ready to move out on uh, uh, on my word. Uh, his subordinate sort of nods, uh, tries not to sigh, and then just basically moves out and uh, starts uh, giving um, uh, a PDF pep talk along the lines of, All right, you lot, the fight may be over for now, but the battle isn't, so lick your wounds. Get your shit together and get ready to proceed. Our home is still burning and it's up to us to save it. The four of you and uh, Captain Escote step into the ruins of the chapel and uh, you watch as Captain Escote moves over to a sconce in uh, one of the still intact walls, moves away a bust of uh, one of the Primarchs, and from the looks of things, yeah, it's most likely uh, uh, Robert Gilliman. Uh, behind oh, it, there is yeah. this squat armoured device uh, which has a, uh, a radar dish on the top of it. The captain opens a couple of snaps, and you see the hand come up and make what look very practised adjustments to the control panel and from within inside your drop pod you hear a beep 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 which from your long experience knows that the um the cogitator within has lost the signal that it previously identified the homing beacon and 
something else happens as the captain turns around to face you again. This one's features start to ripple and change. And within a matter of seconds, instead of a battle-worn male, you see standing in front of you in the captain's fatigues and armour a live female who steps towards you and nods. And those of you uh, who have maybe had a bit more... Uh, We're talking about a certain type of drug, aren't we? We are talking about a certain type of drug. So in that case, uh, appropriately enough as you are the apothecary, Brother Gladius, do you want to tell uh, those of you in your kill team who might know what's going on, what they're seeing and who this person most likely is? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, um, he won't, but to show that he feels that this person can be trusted. He will just straight up take his helmet off, mm. which is probably about as close as you get to, uh, to Gladius actually saying, no, this is okay, this is fine. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking we should burn the witch. <laughs> if the assassin me. schools are not the only people that get access to that drug, right? Yes. that's No, as far as I'm aware, no one else has access to that drug. Okay. Excuse me for one moment, folks. That's pretty cool. Um, Calidus Assassin is actually my favourite type of assassin. Uh, Polymorphine is freaking sweet. So essentially, uh, just to give a little bit of noise so that it doesn't just get silence for a couple of minutes, Polymorphine is a drug which allows the user to shapeshift. It can be used for some weird stuff. Uh, For example, it doesn't necessarily mean you only shapeshift into different types of humans. Uh, There are rumours that uh, Calidus assassins using polymorphine can eat or put small children inside their mouths and carry them around inside them uh, for kidnapping yeah. purposes and stuff like that. It's pretty creepy, um, but also freaking sweet. You're not really swaying me from the whole let's kill the witch mindset here at all, you realise. Not a witch, not a witch, not a witch at all. This is 100% Emperor approved nonsense. If it makes you feel more happy, Gladius will totally have said when she shapeshifts, ah, officio assassinorum, and take his helmet off. Mm. I ain't taking my helmet off, but I'm not going to lob my last grenade either. (laughs) Oh, Gladius will just uh, sort of like pick up his grenade, like clip off two of the grenades on his belt in one hand, just hand them over towards Avalon and say, here. He doesn't bark, though. <laughs> Are you sure? Still not barking. So, yeah, Avalon's not going to take her eyes off this weird person standing in front of her as she slowly reaches out, takes the two grenades and tucks them into her belt. <laughs> actually, as uh, we've got a bit of mystery here, I think that's actually a pretty good time especially as we have gone a bit over time, to uh, maybe close things up and um, pick up again in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, gang. Thank you once again, all of you, for coming along, and thank you to Birdie and Mike for joining us as our test audience. I hope you guys had a good time. We will be getting together in another two weeks to uh, uh, play out Session 3 
and four. Uh, although, with any luck, if we're going to be doing a big launch, these will all be coming. The first few episodes will come out at around about the same time. So, uh, folks, once again, everybody, thank you very much. I hope you had a good time, and uh, may the grace of the Emperor be with you. The Administratum wishes to offer its thanks to all loyal subjects of the Imperium for listening to this podcast whilst at toil in devotional service to the Emperor. The Administratum mandates that you subscribe to and or follow the High Lords of Terror who created and starred in this episode. You can find the official Twitter account for Only in Death at DeathWatchPodRP. That is DeathWatchPodRP. All one word, mind you. All one word. Rob Farker is on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and other such venues as by Rob F. Scott Doucette is on Twitter and other such venues as Podcast underscore Bay. And his podcast, Podcast Bay, can be found at www.podcastbay.net. Sim Lauren is on Twitter and other such venues as Painty Sim and on YouTube as Sim Lauren. Ian Ketch Sinclair is on Twitter as Five Star Dad, and Rebel Wolf is on Blogspot at Fort Win. That's Fort W Y N dot Blogspot dot com. Should you wish to partake in the creation of your own adventures of secret space marine action, the Administratum wishes to remind loyal subjects that they can purchase the Death Watch Core Rulebook and all supplements in PDF format via DriveThruRPG. The Administratum also mandates that all loyal subjects visit the website www.ulyssesus, that is Uniform, Lima, Indigo, Sierra, Sierra, Echo, Sierra, hyphen, Uniform, Sierra, dot com, and subscribe to their newsletter for their new addition to the Warhammer 40,000 roleplay line, Wrath and Glory! The Administratum now terminates this episode with this thought for the day. Burn the heretic. Kill the mutant. Purge the unclean. Activate the multimirror. Set Gellerfield to three. Honk the space horn. Honk the... Oh, wait, that's mine. Yes, got it. Asteroid, everybody shake, everybody shake. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, uh. Execute the traitorous engine. Provide coordinates to the navigator. Yes, yes, artwork appreciated. Done. Focus on the Astronomicon. Oh, oh, wormhole. Everybody flip, everybody flip. Uh, yeah. The supernova's catching up. We're about to fall into it. Plasma drive to two. Uh, Recall the assault boats. Um, 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 void shields to maximum. Oh, that one's mine. That one's... Wait, wait. My panel's falling off. There's green goo all over. Ah, the ship's destroyed again. We only made it to Sector 3 this time. Oh, don't look at me, Eustace. You're the fumble-fingered one. Be quicker on your commands this time. You know, 
I am quite fond of this Space Team Imperial Fleet Edition. How about another go, everyone? Yes, yes. Let's see if we can make it to Sector 9.